This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, welcome to Enemies. This is Lisa Traeger. Thanks for joining us. Big day today in the Enemy studio. JK, my studio. I guess it is a studio. I do live in a studio apartment. It is humiliating. But I have laundry in the kitchen, so I don't know if that, I don't know what I need. I would rather have laundry in unit than have another room, but that's neither here nor there, not a planned thing. But today, anyways, huge moment. Um, We are doing calls today. Finally, you guys have been calling in with some enemy problems, and I have a perfect, perfect guest. And we go through some calls and give advice and talk to just a fucking superstar that I'm obsessed with. I'm going to tease a little bit more, but just want to remind you to also call with your issues. 323-677-1943. Have at it, babies. Um, What is on the agenda today? I do have a couple enemies. One is a little bit hack and I apologize but my phone will not write good it just won't it's always hood and I don't want that it's not hood it's good and um so I guess the ghost of Steve Jobs go fuck yourself also I went to a bar I had a really good time at the Chicago Improv aka Schomburg what the fuck um but it's in the suburbs and we went to a suburb bar everything's fun and I thought I was inviting a group of people that worked at the club to come join me and my friends and I was really excited and then I realized and then two people just rubbed me the wrong way and I kind of hated their guts and then later I found out they did not work at the club and were just like friends of friends and one was a full stranger and I was like well I'm glad they're the ones that I hated but also why didn't anyone warn me because I then I bought them shots and I like I don't know what's wrong with me so but I've never had people so mad like rude I was like okay I'm gonna do fireball shots anyone wants it and he's like I'll do it if it's Jack honey I don't know you so the no I'm doing a fireball do you want one or not he was like fine I guess like so rude I wish in that moment I said okay well never mind I don't want to buy you anything and I don't know why I continued with the sale so I think I'm my own worst enemy and then the man to the left of me also just then played weird games I don't know I if someone's offering or buying you things like you have to be nice right or say no but you're not then you don't have to talk to me after because I know that's the thing where it's like well I bought you a drink now you have to talk to me absolutely not but when you say yes but whatever it's my fault at the end of the day I'm learning lessons about myself another enemy I would say is this Delaware newspaper I needed to do some research so I signed up for uh, three months for not a lot of money it's not that big of a deal it's the principle of the matter but you can't just cancel I had to call to cancel and they were like well why I'm like because I don't live in Delaware I don't care about Delaware I just had to research a pedophile doctor is that so wild okay anyways those are the only enemies other than that life is good I went to a life-changing soul cycle class in Skokie Illinois Joshua W thank you for Brittany versus Madonna I felt like I was on true ecstasy and I felt lucky to be there um suburbs are cool okay I'm going to also I was gonna start like fitness fitness again this week and then a friend and his cool company because he's in a band whatever junior junior and I got like 
$200 in Taco Bell gift cards in $10 increments. So it's like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I don't know. Fitness and Taco Bell kind of work together, which leads me actually perfectly into our guest. He loves Taco Bell as well. He is a fast food lover, which is um, exciting. And he is very talented. He does comedy. Yes, he does. He's been on television. He sure has. Um, He's been on Comedy Central and Conan. So if you're into those brand names, that's a thing he also wore a cape on two dope queens and our friend tiffany putterbaum made the cape so if you need any capes or any kind of fun outfits tiffany is the person to go to she'll build you a giant butt to wear whatever you need um he also writes on television so this person besides being beautiful talented and amazing cook knows how to do his own makeup i feel like he's good at fucking he's mean he's smart amazing on twitter he's also written on high fidelity which is a show I really loved and shrill which is something I really loved and um, the new season of Dollface so it's a really high class guest he is petty he is like he's not mean he's reserved and sweet but biting and judgmental but with an open heart like real you know like all of us we all have fucking layers actually someone today I don't they shouldn't have gotten in the middle of my business but they did and then this other person told them that I'm so rude and it's like I am not fucking rude how dare you oh something else really good happened to me today I stood up for myself and said no calmly and the person that I said no to couldn't handle it and in that moment I realized like how much of our friendship the crux of it was me not standing up for myself and speaking up for myself and it felt so good to be like no that's not gonna work for me and so powerful anyways give it up solomon giorgio enjoy the episode Solomon Giorgio, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you're perfect for this. Um, I read your tweets. <laughs> we talk. You're you're one of those people, you know how they there's a quote where it's like, I'm not intimidating, you're intimidated. That's what you are as a person. Oh, oh, I, I, I thank you. I, I, you it is, I know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't but I think I'm a soft person once you get once you say hi to me. Sometimes, sometimes. Are, but you've are you sassy in the moment to people you don't like, or have you mastered passive aggressive, chill, shade, fake? What's the vibe? Um, Can people tell when you don't like them? Oh yes, because I'm ice cold. Yes, okay. you get you get nothing <laughs> off of me. I'm a full wall. But I feel like you do like me, and it yeah. is. Uh, it's not. It's still mild. Yeah. It's not. Look, it's if not I, freezing. <laughs> if I pay enough attention to m- make fun of so- a detail about yourself, then that means I like you. Yeah, a hundred percent. But if I if I give you absolutely nothing, there's a very good chance I don't like. You. <laughs> and have you always been like this? Yeah, I feel like if you don't like somebody, it's just it's e- it's easier to freeze them out, which is and I kind of love it too. Like just watching somebody like slowly. Just kind of walk away from me. <laughs> Do you sense ever people trying hard to yes. get your approval? Um, I do, which is weird. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a gatekeeper of anything. 
<laughs> like I was, do you think it's like a popular thing, a successful thing, a hot thing? Just your aura. I, what, what? Who are the people that you can tell are wanting something? It's because it's well, especially with stand-ups, we're all such nerds, and and the coolest nerd is becomes a gatekeeper in our own heads. But I'm not like I'm truly no one. I'm also very insecure, and I've, I've come up against people that I'm like, pay attention to me, and I'm I'm no different. I'm just. I don't know. When people want my approval, I'm like, I'm like, it's not, it's not going to grant you any gift or power. I can tell you right now, people, lots of people have gotten my approval and have gone to terrible and worse things. <laughs> yeah, sometimes people, you know, I'm at, I perform at a cool comedy club, and sometimes people will be like, oh, can, I'm going to come hang out with you there tonight. I'm like, you can, but truly, this will do nothing. Yeah. Like, if you want to have fun and smoke weed tonight, great. If you're doing it as an opportunity, you're going to fail. Yeah, I'm like the exception to the rule of whatever I got. And I want to, I definitely never want to close a door behind me, but I'm not a good stepladder. I'm good to be adjacent with, and I will always hype the people <laughs> around me, but there's no guarantees. Yeah, you'll put in a word, but it won't be someone that's begging for your attention. No, and also people that beg for my attention are usually not that good. <laughs> yeah, we all are insecure, you said that, yeah. but it's this thing of when you're as close to your most pure self, as possible it does upset people people try to put it down or figure it out like right i don't if, if you're totally okay with yourself um i think that stresses people out that aren't oh yeah because people just like well like you shouldn't be okay with all these things i'm like i'm okay with every terrible aspect of myself i'm okay with the terrible aspects of other people and it confuses people and they're like oh you should always try to better yourself i'm like the fuck for <laughs> like, what are what are your bad qualities? My I, well, I have, oh yeah, I um, I'm mean, I'm distant, uh, <laughs> I I uh, I'm uh, I don't know. I've I've probably I probably have a few bad qualities, but not very many. Those are probably <laughs> it right there. I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> are there people you're not mean and distant with? Oh yes, my family. Uh, but I, I'm still mean to them. Like like I'm not mean. Like, but I'm not like, like hey, I'm the most. I'm not gonna be like, I love you. I'm not gonna say it first. No. <laughs> do you guys say I love you or not? Yeah, we do. Okay, we That's, don't. We just start. We. My uh, brother uh, smokes enough weed to find compassion. <laughs> <laughs> my mom now is texting it, but in my head, I'm like, nah, bitch, you didn't do it for thirty plus years. Like, I, I don't know what you want yeah. from me right Are now. Are you the only child? I have a sister ten years older, yeah. and then a way older half brother. Um, so, but they haven't heard it either. Yeah. But my sister corrected, and her kids and her say I love you all the time. See, that's the, I think for me, because my siblings are so close to age, when my younger brother started saying it, like it has to be like, the rest of us have to be like, yeah, that is how we all feel. <laughs> <laughs> so he like learned in school and No, he no, he was, none of us learned boy. in school. He was a loving boy. Like he was, cause he was a very aggro kid, and then something in his teen years where he just like chilled out, mellowed down, and is like he's he's he is the nicest person. Every time I introduce anyone to my brother, they're like, "Wow, he is so cool and he's so nice." And it's like, I get it. You you met the not mean Solomon. What were you um, a bully as a kid? No, no, not at all. I don't see that. I was a know it all. Mm. I was always confident in myself. Okay, great. That always threw people for a loop because even though like I was like a weirdo and I didn't fit in, I was still like fully 
confident in being that. I wasn't confident, but I agree with you where when people didn't like me in my little head, I was like, but I'm, why not? Like, come <laughs> on, we could have fun. Like, I was always kind of like, you guys are wrong. Like, I do feel like I'm a good time and you shouldn't be offended by me right now. But people, yeah. Yeah, like I, I definitely got upset by it every once in a while. But for the most part, I was just like, I'm tight. I know that I might be fully weird and I don't fit into the landscape of school, but it didn't fucking matter. Like at the end of the day, I was always like, none of this matters. You knew. <laughs> I knew none of it mattered so young. How? <laughs> um, my mom. <laughs> she was. She was very much. It could be much worse. This could be the like. It's uh, gonna be all over in a second. None of this matters. But like, like I always, always tried my best. But my expectations were always low. <laughs> Okay. Wow. See, I remember just even a few years ago, I was talking to Jordan Carlos. Do you know him? Yeah. And I said something like, yeah, it's weird when you see your parents as like flawed people. And he's like, you're just learning this. <laughs> and I, I felt stupid. Yeah. It took me a long time. It's, it's a development, but I feel like my parents always treated us like adults. I gotta accept life as it is at age nine. <laughs> And did teachers like you? Oh, I'm every teacher's favorite. I'm every parent's favorite. Like, every time my, my friends introduced me to their parents, they were unhappy about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would just go talk shit with their mom about them. Have you ever met uh, significant others or friends' parents and then they're racists? Um, yes, but it's been a while uh, since anyone's introduced me to their parents. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did kids come over to your place? Um, no, no, we weren't allowed that. We were because we were the our immigrant family was like the no kids over. You all have to hang out with each other. Like well, me and my siblings are always like together. Like the the second the sun is no longer in the sky, we're at home playing board games, hitting um, each other, hitting each other, hitting each a other. lot of violence. We were a violent family. <laughs> I wonder if I missed out on not having like siblings close in age. If you learn or a, even a pet, I'm assuming you didn't have pets. No, 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 no. That was that was another too many things. Yeah, I feel like there were a lot of benefits because you always have sort of like a witness to your whole life <laughs> and the tragedies that you've seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I. I benefit from it, but there's also a lot of a lack of benefits because you never get the attention fully from a parent. Yeah, but I I didn't get the attention because they they were just old and immigrants. Like mm -hmm. it's like a different form of parenting. And Sarah Silverman was just talking about it on a clip I saw online where if your parents survived a genocide and everything is life and death, if your kids fed and safe. What more do you want type of thing? Yeah. But everyone around you is getting like compliments or love oh, yeah. or a hug. Um, and it's not like my parents did a bad job, but in terms of emotional maturity, communicate uh, at love, any of that, you just, you know. Oh yeah, I've, it's very much like, it's out there. I like, like it's, it is shown in ways, like most parents, their mom wouldn't wake up at 5 a.m. to cook them an intensely well-made meal and not skipping any steps. <laughs> yeah. And then going to work her two jobs. Like, the way they did show love was through the, through hard work. Service. That's just the only way they can think of it, yeah. So it's like, I'll give, I'm servicing you. Yeah. But, you don't, but it's not like, it doesn't really say anything when it's just food and... But it's it is like what well I, we both are addicted to food and fast food so oh, yeah. that's like a part that is an issue. But well, that, it for, is you look good. <laughs> I'm just saying like I had to, like food is for sure love in my house. The way I've seen other kids eat and so the way some of them don't even know how to cook, I'm like I that's not the life I wanted. I'm very happy I lived a life of food. I but I don't know how to cook. 
That's eight, but you know good food. Yes, I know good food, but you were cooking like Ethiopian food and stuff on the internet. Yes. You have a lot of hobbies. You keep busy. You're doing makeup. You're out there fucking. You're no, cooking. No, am I? I'm not doing that part. You're not? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from 40 now. I've, I've been such a prude lately. It's just here and there, but not very often. I've entered a hoe phase. Oh, please tell me about it, because I've... Well, I've been like, not celibate by choice, but obviously something was blocking me, but... Honestly, I've hooked up with like one person in years and I was in New Orleans and I was like, you know what? No. And then I hooked up with two people immediately. And then I went on date. I'm like, I'm just out there. I'm just trying. I have to I have to get out there. Yeah, I um, just suck a dick out in the world. You know, sometimes you gotta. I do, I know it sucks. I'm trying to do a bit about it too, but like, I just like lo- I I'm embarrassed how much I craved to want to like suck a dick and get cummed on. I like wanted it so bad. Yeah, I never want that at all, and I've been I gay know, forever. It's fucked. <laughs> it's fucked. I was just that's so my least excited. favorite part of it all is coming on, but a, on me. <laughs> no, but a part of it too is because I've been out of the game for so long, and the last hookups were girls that. I wanted to remember if I can like suck a mean dick. Like it, it was a point of pride. Yeah, I know I will never not lose that ability. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these jaws are strong. <laughs> this back of the throat has been hit too many times. Uh, no, I was nervous. I was like, can I make a guy come super fast with my mouth? And I can. Yeah, it really isn't that hard. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the way some people make it sound. Like you're, they're unlocking some sort of like. Oh, like I don't think guys get like. No one gets that many toothy fucking blowjobs. I haven't. I've probably maybe two in my life. And I've had a lot of sex. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm shocked you're in a celibate moment. I'm not in a celibate moment. I'm just, not, it's now like I've, like, it's. You want love? Oh, but I just want quality sex. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I think right now if I have sex, there is uh, an immediate connection. And I want it to be, I don't know. I, it's just, we'll see. You're guarded. You're guarded to love. I'm, I'm not. I'm not guarded to love. I'm just guarded from having uh, random hookups. Yeah. Uh, I definitely would probably prefer something. Um, what? It, oh God, I guess I have to say it out loud. I guess I would like a relationship. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is what I'm trying. That is my goal. What I'm striving for, and I'm not. I'm, and it's uh, and now I've reached that phase wherever I have sex with somebody and there's an orgasm I feel connection to them so I can't do that all the time unless they want to commit to me <laughs> yeah you want I want that too yeah. I want a relationship yes yeah, it's, it's annoying because now it's like every time anybody makes me come I'm like oh are we in love oh we're not okay cool I'm gonna go back <laughs> I'm learning to accept this new part of me that wants to be in a relationship and I miss the old part of me that was fun <laughs> no, I'm with you. I don't know what switch that I was able to have these randoms, but I am looking for love. The background of all of it is I'm looking for love. I wasn't for the longest time, and I was having a great time. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I was shocked. Yeah, you were out, you were partying, you were living. Oh, Did- I'm still partying. It's just sex isn't the end goal. <laughs> okay. End goal is sunset, McDonald's breakfast, looking at the sunset? Exactly. Okay. Or just going to bed <laughs> at 5 at, at five a.m. and just... Uh, Oh, I I love eating McDonald's in the like right before going to bed. Breakfast or meat? Breakfast. Okay, yeah, I me think too. McDonald's breakfast is superior, and I miss when it was twenty four hours. Yeah, did that not work for them? What the fuck? Just, well, at least they sh- but they got like why did they get, like okay get rid of all day, but at least keep it till noon. Did you ever work in fast food or restaurants, customer service, of course, retail? For years, for so long. <laughs> for fifth, 20 years. 20 years? Yeah, because I started when I was 15 and I stopped when I was like 35. That was like on and off in, of 20, for 20 years. 
And what were the biggest, um, like, horrible people you've encountered, enemies, like, stories you'll never forget? <laughs> Los Angeles is where it was the worst. Um, I was working at LACMA, and that's, like, Hollywood people. Like, when people complain about L.A., they're like, oh, all these fake, terrible people. I'm like, well, it's not the majority of L.A. You just don't, you didn't experience most of L.A. But I just happened to work at the restaurant where they all came into, and it's was the worst. Is it a days. nice restaurant, or is it like Country Club, where in a museum it's not that nice but overpriced, it's, or was it good? The food was good, but it was definitely still costly, and we had a water menu. Uh, <laughs> like a Voss and a glass. What's like the Aquapana? Aquapana. It was twenty. It was ten stills and ten uh, sparkling waters in like a little beautiful, well done uh, notebook that people could go through that like rates each of the waters and whatever qualities they have. There's one comedian who demands Aquapana and that I already didn't respect him, but that was like a big like, ew. That's a very like... I don't know. Like I, I will never be specific about water. No, like, I do love a Fiji bottle. It makes me feel luxurious, but I don't think I would demand it. Yeah, if you give me, if you give me Kirkland signature, I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah, it sucks. This guy, yeah, he was like screaming at the talent coordinator. He hated the hotel. He needed a different steamer. He needed the aquapana. And I was like, you know what? You're you suck. Yeah, your life sucks. Your life that is, sucks. To, to just get down. Like I never ever want to be that way. I'd rather quit comedy than be that person. Yeah, like you've cracked the code. You have the best life you can have. Why are you still a dick? That's what I don't get. Because every time I go to the airport, I feel more so grateful for my life. Oh yeah. Because I'm like, people have to clean out those porta potties. That is someone's job. Someone is doing manual labor right now at five in the morning with these suitcases people are i'm like how do, how are you demanding aquapana when every day you're at the airport the mecca of the worst place to be all the time yeah i don't understand it like look i've had to clean vomit out of at a play place at mcdonald's i don't you did you worked you know, at a mcdonald's oh that was my first job was mcdonald's wow and i lasted two weeks really why because it's mcdonald's it's not it's like it's not the hardest job in the world, but it is so stressful, especially when you're a teenager. Wait, so what clientele were worse, LACMA or McDonald's? LACMA. LACMA. <laughs> so what were it was douche, it hockey, was a, it was artists, wannabes. Like why? You it know? was like there was a lot of art people. Like the worst people were like the people that worked at the museum, like these like uh, people that put like the stuff together, and it's no. like these curators who are just like so condescending and like speak m multiple languages, but like you can hear like but they like they're so fucking snooty, and there was just, especially like this one like they would never order on menu. They would request like certain special items, and they would never tip well, even though they got a discount. Well, and it's embarrassing you see your, these people all the time. Yeah. So you're tipping poorly and you're not ashamed of it. Yeah. And they're the most demanding, which is the most, like, that's like, if you were at least nice, yeah, I wouldn't give a fuck if you never tipped me once, ever. Yeah, because at the comedy <laughs> cellar, I am crazy sometimes. I'm like, I want cucumbers cut up next to brie cheese, <laughs> And that's it. And I want extra green sauce here, but I'm always, I, I'm the deficit, I'm the difference, yeah. because I over tip to like make people like me in a fake way. Exactly, I'm the, here's, <laughs> If you like, you can be like the level of shitness you can be to me is based on how much you're going to tip me. <laughs> yes. And if it doesn't equal out, then that's what I'm pissed off. If you're a piece of shit to me, but you tip me fifty percent, good for you. I'm I'm fine. 
And I do want to add Solomon and I have gone out to eat twice. Twice he's paid. So just want to put that class act up on. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very good tipper. I'm very generous and I'm never... I don't know. I like. I'm also very selective. I like what I like, and I don't like to try anything that's too weird. Mm-hmm. I make sure to tip <laughs> for my demands. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I get off on it, and I want to be rich so bad to just like. I want to make someone's day. I want to oh. like tip six hundred dollars and walk out just because I liked the way someone treated me. Like that is a fantasy, and I don't. It's got to come from not liking. Yeah. I don't know. It comes from a desperate place, I think. But no, it ends. The ends are good. No, there's a part of me that wants to get to a certain point where I hear a server's story and I figure out what their student loans are and I make that my tip and I walk away. <laughs> it's like such a good feeling. I did have an Uber driver recently. I found out that one of her sons died young. One of her sons just got murdered. He was shot five times. Jeez. His wife died of a drug overdose. So her and the other grandparents are raising the grand children and it was only a seven minute ride because i also tried to converse and ask questions there was no need for that like she just wanted to go and i wanted to tip her more but then i was like are you lying but if you're lying i guess you deserve more anyways but i felt like i don't know honestly if you if you have a good story like that i'm also gonna tip okay (laughs) look if that's that's tipping a performer if it's just a (laughs) if it's a lie um do you have uh comedy enemies I don't think I do. No. I think I'm, I'm when it comes to other, like, like I'm annoyed by some of them. Like, Rogan can fuck off to hell, but. <laughs> would you go on his show, though? Good God, no. Why? You wouldn't. No, okay. I would never. No. Okay. No, I don't. What's there to do? <laughs> I'm like. Get attention and death threats. I I can do that on my own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I can do that by myself. Because <laughs> it's always like, boo, Rogan, but then I do wonder. If you would do it. No. Or like uh, there was something recently where someone took this deal and people were like, I can't believe it, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out how much people are making and it's like, it's easy to stick to your morals when no one's offering you tens of millions of oh, dollars. Oh, yes. But here's the thing. People have offered me money to go against my morals and I still haven't done it. So really? I'm, None of them. I'm never going to take, I'm never going to go against any of my integrity. Okay. At all. Not enough money in the world. I Because it sucks. It's a fucking leech on your own life. What were the things that about those projects that made you not want to do it? Like I've had like a few things where conservatives like had to try to get me to talk on like a whole debate thing mm-hmm. and I'm like, no. No. That's such a fucking, like you believe what you believe. I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm going to disagree with you over here. <laughs> I will never be on any, I'm never going to accept any money to be involved with these people. Got it. I'd rather freely speak my opinion in my own little unpaid area mm-hmm. than join a conversation where they can pay me to debate you have no interest in debating with people that don't agree with you no I have no interest because I'm completely right why am I wasting my time talking to these idiots yeah so you said you've had this as a kid though that you're you've understood people's flaws and you're okay with them Mm -hmm. and it doesn't bother you and that you are unwilling or uninterested not unwilling not interested in debate no you, so that's cool. You're very in peace of mind. Oh, yeah. You're like, not affected. Well, so also I feel like, like here's the thing. Like, those people do not want to listen. They want to, me to hear what they think, and they want to talk down to me. And I'm like, you can just do that on your own. Yeah. You, I don't have to be present for that. You can talk shit about me till the cows come home. We don't have to be present for each other to do that. Like, there's no way I'm changing your mind. There's no way you're changing my mind. 
Let's go be shitty to each other far away. <laughs> Do you hold grudges? Are there people that you walk in a room and you're like, ugh, I'm uncomfortable that they're here? Or you truly are free in terms of what, how people affect you? No, like it's like even if I disagree with somebody or like anyone, like anyone I'm talking about, if they're in the same room as me, they're in the same room as me. Wow. That's not. <laughs> so have you been betrayed since even as a youth you realize like people kind of suck? Like, have you still felt betrayal, even though your expectations are low? Um, the betrayal is usually like stuff that I set up in my own head. Like when you create, like, because there's a relationships you create in your own head, and like for the friendships and significant others, or just people you have a crush on, and you just create this unnecessary drama and betrayal. So most of the time, when people speak of enemies, I'm like, are you speaking of enemies as they? did something to you in real life, or are you speaking of enemy as something you created in your head <laughs> where they treated you a certain way? I mean, that's the most embarrassing and the most vulnerable of all of this is asking someone you don't really like to come on and they're like, I don't even remember mm -hmm. our thing. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, you, I fucking hate your ass. <laughs> that's the worst. And then um, that, pe that person doesn't even know why or care. I think that's, for me, I feel like every time I've been that upset is because I've manufactured a whole situation that kept going to keep me angry. Yeah. From the initial situation, which was probably much smaller. And so it's like, it's like, I love being petty, but once the pettiness envelopes me, I'm like, okay, we are creating a narrative that doesn't exist and we need to live. <laughs> What's your perfect level of petty? Um, my perfect level of petty is just like bringing up the thing, like just bringing up like stuff that I shouldn't bring up. Uh, in, because I like uh, like when people are like secrets. I'm like, oh well, let me just bring this up real quick. This is just make <laughs> yes. everybody uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are good. So you are not a secret keeper. I am very much a like I. I usually am. No, I'm a terrible secret creeper. I'm a big mouth. I'm a gossip. I don't know why anyone tells me anything. Wait, you know what? Just uh, no, I'm the same. But then something else came into my mind that you were a part of. But I treat. I fucked up and kicked a friend out of my house, and then she went to your house. Yeah. And that's one of my bad moments. Like, I've apologized for the, to this person. They know how sorry I am. But I, know that. I was embarrassed to see you again because of the way really? I treat. Because I had such shame. Oh, well, I was taught you help people, or you let people in, and I mean, obviously it was the stress of COVID and everything, but to yeah. have kicked her out of my house was a low, because then, I don't know if you remember on her birthday Zoom, she was like, I love all of you so much, and I know I could stay in any of your homes, and I felt like the Homer in the green plant, where I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, but that's, I think, I've been, I did not even think of that at all. Wow, no, I told, I told I her. I would never, I, like, I knew, like, that, I, it was never in a place in my head where I'm like, I will never speak to this woman ever again. That's never, like, it never even cut. She called me right away to talk about it, and I, it took me over a month to apologize, though. I was, like, stuck in a shame spiral that it's, it took me a while. It took me courage to apologize. Well, for me, it's like I like apology is the correct thing to do, but also I understood that feeling because it was the beginning of a global pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, as much as I understand an apology is needed, it was the beginning <laughs> of a global pandemic. Yeah, she was just like, "Oh, you didn't get any Lacroix," and I was like, "You need to get the fuck out of my so you, house." <laughs> you actually had a lot more foresight than you think you did, because <laughs> I, I was like, I brought it over. I'm like, I don't think there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's COVID? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was truly. She taught me what forgiveness was. That it's, really um, helped me 
like but also this instinct grace. of uh being afraid uh before a global pandemic starts i think you should keep that too <laughs> yeah but you gotta stick with someone i don't know i don't know i it's but you took her in how long was she there it's only a couple of days I, i'm trying to remember because it's been two years and <laughs> I it's, know. It's the, the pandemic's been so long no i was so embarrassed yeah, I wasn't. And you didn't even. Well, no, I think she mentioned that you were very understanding in terms of like we're all acting a little nutty. Yeah, the world is shutting down. I happily was not mad at <laughs> at all at any point in time. No, I was like, like so. Human. When she was airing out any frustration, I was like, I get what you're saying, but. <laughs> To be fair. <laughs> and the way I did it, because even if it was like in the afternoon, I go, listen, you got to figure something out. But I legit, it was like she woke up and first thing in the morning, I'm like, you need to get out of here. <laughs> like, I was... Look, if you th- first of all, if you think I'm mentally stable, and <laughs> if you think anyone in this in, in our community is mentally stable, then that is just really... <laughs> are we more nuts or are we just more vulnerable and outspoken about our nuts? That's what I always say. I'm like, I think teachers and bankers yeah. are just as crazy. They're not able to be as honest. Yeah, I think that's one of our issues is that we're all very upfront with all of our neuroses, which I think throws people off. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's probably the healthiest. It's actually probably more mentally healthy <laughs> to to have all this stuff out in the world than yeah. it is to have it gnaw at you. But who knows? We're just. I don't. This is a human experiment. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, not to be too cocky, but we must have a special gift and understanding of humanity because we make people laugh because they relate. Yes. Which I don't know how that was even possible. I thought it was unrelatable. <laughs> you thought what? I've always thought it was unrelatable, but here we are. No, we someone um, who's a speech pathologist, therapist, whatever, Mike Racine's wife, Deb, mm-hmm. she said this and it made me think differently about who we all are of we are so powerful that we make an involuntary reaction in other human beings because we speak so clear they understand and feel the same way as us. Oh. Wow. It's cool. I never thought about it in that spiritual of a way until she said that. I hear what she's saying and I'll never believe it. I just no. do, I do dick jokes and butt jokes and <laughs> But people love it. My favorite joke um that I always think about is the um when the end of the world that you're not going to save one straight person. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. I can I don't even remember that bit cuz I don't remember the so full bit either, but I remember um laughing a lot. Here, let's give advice. Since oh, yes. so cool. I mean, people we obviously have a lot of issues. We're alone all the I mean, it is a wild life, but I do feel we reach people yeah. in a way even though we feel outside uh, of. I'm happy to make people's lives better. I don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> but I'm happy You're to. doing dick jokes. <laughs> what do you prefer? Are you on the road in places like Kentucky, Ohio? I uh, used to be. It's been a while. I need to go back on the road again. I'm gonna. I'm not done. <laughs> You're not done. Okay. Um, well, because one time I was with. Um, Kat Cohen's mother mm-hmm. and you know her daughter is selling it she, we just have different trajectories of our career and her mom just didn't understand me she was like wait why do you do this like <laughs> I was like listen I'm in Georgia they don't like me but I'm there for a grand and I'm there for five and she was like yeah. wait what what's going on I was like I don't know I think this is just the steps I don't know but oh it no it's her. I would probably do that till the end of the day it's time like uh you want to do a fucking laugh fuck factory in goddamn like racing Washington, Like, yeah, I'll be there. But it taught me because I thought, oh, these people are going to hate me. They're not going to get it. And then suddenly these people you never thought you had anything in common with are like laughing and enjoying this dirty, dirty shit. And you're like, 
okay, there's more connectivity to all yeah. of us. And I'll also power through a fucking bad set. I'll t- I, will, I, will, I will eat shit for 45 minutes. I'm too desperate. <laughs> I'm too desperate. I will keep going. I'll never stop talking until somebody laughs. But will you do crowd work and switch it up and be and acknowledge you're doing bad? Or oh, you're just like, yeah. I'm doing my jokes? I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to get somebody. Yeah. I'm going like, if... If the audience isn't getting me and it's because of whatever their beliefs are, I'm going to do whatever I can to crack them because mm. they can be cracked and they're only they're only holding themselves back. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because sometimes they'll hold them and then they'll laugh at something. I'm like, see, you guys like it. So just do this the rest of the night. Like, stop <laughs> trying to make me fight for it every fucking time. <sighs> I was just in Kansas and a woman very afterwards, she goes, yeah, the Midwest. We're just really nice here. And I was like. No, you're not. <laughs> I started shit-talking New York. I was like, have you been to New York? And then I'm like, okay, so you've never been to New York City. You think you're so nice, and you're shitting on a whole city of people. Yeah, you're really <laughs> nice. And she was shocked. I go, you might be nice. I'm like, you're polite, but you're not kind. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's the trick. The Midwest uh, facade of politeness. It's like, you're not, that's, it's... Is it? Do you think it counts? Because if it's insincere, because it doesn't. <laughs> no, it's not kind, and from the spirit, it's like all these other things. Yeah, I'd rather have mean friends who love me. Yes. Than nice friends who hate me. <laughs> Speaking of any big friendship fights in your life, big ending of friendships that happened dramatic. It's been a while, but that was like back in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I definitely I've ended a few friendships. Um, I've ye- I've yelled at people. Uh, and I scared a few people off. Um, I'm trying to remember my last friendship fight. It was this. Oh, it was probably when I um, uh, this this guy named uh, Ty and like he was like I'm, trying, I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember the past now. But he was like she wrote a letter toward the, a, he, a girl he had a crush on. They've only went on a couple dates. She breaks it off and she starts dating another one of my friends. And that broke his heart, even though they went on two dates. And he gave me a letter to give to her and <laughs> told me I could read it. He immediately leaves and I read it to all of my other friends. <laughs> Didn't you like print it out? I printed it out, <laughs> turned it into a song. Uh, and and he's never spoken to recorded, you Recorded, no, he's spoken to me a few times since. But that was a good, that was a, that was a good solid <laughs> what I did. And how did he find out that you told everyone? Um, through like the recording of a song, <laughs> it being posted online, <laughs> the multiple photocopies that was taken of it. Did he know he was out of line trying to like write a he, letter to a girl after a few dates? I think that I knew he was out of line. And I was trying to show him why he was out of line, and I think he figured that out uh, through my lesson. So you're a good ass friend. Oh yes, if you're a straight man making terrible misogynistic mistakes. I'm going to show you your ass and you're going to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, do you call people out in public cuz I like if someone tries to budge in line or do something weird, oh. I oh, I step in. It's honestly like I have a white savior complex whatever it is. I like fantasize constantly of like protecting people around me in public. Yeah, no one's like no one's going to get in front of me. Like I I like I I stick by my guns. There's no there's no need for me to hold hold my tongue for anybody. <laughs> yeah, business guys just like, "Oh, I just have to ask a question." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah all of us do yeah like if like it really depends like if but if it is a man that gets in front of me no not on my watch not in my life i don't care bigger or smaller than me you're not gonna get in front of me old lady old lady i don't give a shit about white old lady uh she's an old lady still okay. i just i gotta like when it's if somebody's older and like a woman i'm probably not gonna be be mad i know all right let's do one of these let's do okay this is perfect timing because my therapist has 
has had COVID and I haven't seen her in seven weeks, but I have an enemy. She's a former boss who fired me. I was there longer than her. Um, I had reported her to HR and she fired me in retaliation. Oh, it was a whole long thing. Anyways, she's now announced her candidacy for political office. She's left that job that she fired me from and now she's in politics. Uh, I would like advice on how to destroy her, how to convince the people of America that she's a bad person. So far what I've done is her campaign website um, did not buy all of the URL variations. So like she has .com. So I purchased the URL, like the .org, the .net variation. And I have a counter website up. It's just a WordPress blog that just says that she doesn't know what she's doing and please don't vote for her. If you have any more political strategy, I would love to hear it. Um, this is like a six-year-old woman I'm beefing with. I'm 24. I have nothing else going on in my life. As I mentioned, my therapist is sick. So I need some savvy ways to take down the political empire. Thank you so much for your advice and for all of all of the wisdom that you've imparted over the years via various mediums. Now you know why you needed to be here today. This was perfect. Um, and if anyone's going to help someone destroy someone politically, it might be you. Look, run against her. <laughs> She's 24. I don't know if she can run. For I mean, It depends on political office. Oh, yeah. I want to know what the, who this person is and what they're running for so badly. Look, I'm just saying, if you want to take them down, you want to take them down severely, run against them, whatever primary, especially if they're getting primaried, and just put out some attack ads. Make some fine quality. Or set up a TikTok specifically against them. They probably don't even own, they might not own the TikTok, just also, she already owns all the URLs. Might as well buy every... TikTok name possible. Oh, yeah. But I liked this thing of attack ads because I don't even think she needs to run to do an attack ad. No, no. But it is the election motto of just like, you just need to run against them to make them go crazy a little bit. Oh, yeah. that's the, I think the trick is to make them go viral for being a bad politician. Whatever bad qualities they have, make that become a viral piece of information. Also, sue her. Get an employment attorney and sue her if you got fired in retaliation. Also, she's young and she yeah. finally learned the lesson you don't go to HR. They're not protecting you. Yeah, well, that's the issue. That the problem with those kind of cases is that they're hard to prove, especially if it's, the, if it's the employer. So, and especially an employer that's going into politics, this person is not, not <laughs> like, it's not, like you're suing this person is not going to be easy. Unless you get a great lawyer. Yeah. Well, do you have to have a lawyer that's willing to work for free? Well, yeah. Does this girl not have money? I don't. Is this what we're assuming? I'm assuming it's being 24, Fired. she might not but be also, a basin of wealth. <laughs> your therapist might have ghosted you. We do have to talk about that. It's Yeah, it's been seven weeks. COVID isn't, isn't a seven-week recovery. No. no. Unless they're on a ventilator, you might need to find a new therapist. I, I hands-down recommend definitely uh, returning to therapy as quickly as possible. <laughs> a new therapist might be the route to go if you've been waiting for seven weeks. If not... Uh, it, you can invest your time on whoever's running against her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Instead like, of running fully, you can. Yeah. Um, the next thing is that if she's if she's running for a small enough office, she might be the only one running. Okay. But I think like if if there's somebody else in there that's actually even a, a good person, back that person up, and like 
quietly attack uh, her without okay. without them knowing. All right. Also, so I'm they, thinking, they, that way their hands don't have to get bloody. She can do the dirty work for a good person. Yeah, but I'm now I'm thinking. If there's debates or town hall meetings mm-hmm. or whatever, she should go and ask fucked up questions and really oh, yeah. hard questions and like dig up the path, like ask questions she can't weasel her way out of, like bully her in public mm-hmm. in any sort of public debate. Um, like you can get like a fart machine. <laughs> yeah. If she's uh, at a debate stage and just every time she's out there, let it rip. Yes. Let it rip. Fuck with her makeup. Like, there's a website called ruinsomonesday.com, and you can send people packages of exploding glitter, oh. and then glitter gets everywhere. That's. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Send weird packages. Like, you're thinking too little on how to just fuck with the campaign, but there's ways to drive someone mm-hmm. slowly crazy. Like, Maybe a sound machine outside of her bedroom window, and she doesn't know what it is, but there's a mm-hmm. noise keeping her up at night. Or just hire somebody to tell her to stop yelling when she's speaking perfectly quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like gaslight her to thinking that she's being too loud all the time. Gaslighting. <laughs> That's what we need. Yes. Gaslight the shit out of her. I'm trying to think of other ways to politically bring someone down. Bring up a sca- Make up a scandal. Yeah. Make up something creepy about her. Or sneak into your old office and try to steal her file from mm-hmm. the internet. Or if you were friends with the IT guy, suck off the IT guy. Oh yeah. Get him get him to get into her email. Hack. Oh, hackery. Hacks. Hacks. I yeah. I don't know how I don't know how a computer works, but if you but you're twenty four, so it means you definitely do. Yes. So but uh, but you might not because you just did a WordPress blog instead of a regular <laughs> website. So I'm not too sure what your skill set is. But she bought the URLs, which is amazing. Which is I think is smart. That is very smart. To counteract, I think this is sell the URLs to ISIS <laughs> and see if they will use them. Yeah, I wonder what state this is. Are we giving good advice, bad advice? Like this I can't is even no, tell. Such th- no such thing as good or bad advice. Yeah, it's like something can spark something, and there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Yeah, like we're just like you have to, you Ooh, have to throw them out there. You know what else? Okay, so this is Maddie Ryan's joke um, from back in the day. The best way to get back at someone, not slash their tires, slash their spare tire. It's the long term game, but. When the moment comes in your heart, you will know that you really, or slash them all. Mm-hmm. Slash them all. Yeah, but that's the spare tire one. That's fantastic because, uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, slashing tires, I think, is, I feel like there's ways to do this that aren't illegal. Mm. Yeah, you're good at gossip. Is there any gossip or secret that's ever torn someone's life apart that you've been a part of? I'm trying to remember now. My life in question. <laughs> My friend was cheating on, it, like, my friend was still living with his ex for a bit, and he started seeing a girl while still with his ex and living with her and trying to get back together with her, and I was the one <laughs> that exposed that truth to his ex. Good. And he got, big bat walked in on <laughs> Well, and was your friend obviously grateful to you? Oh, yeah, the one, the, yeah, she could, like, that's like, you gotta leave. <laughs> yeah, one time I saw a friend's um, partner on Bumble, and everyone kept asking, like, did you show them? And it's like, 
immediately. Yeah. What I called immediately. There wasn't even a two second lapse. It was no. like I saw it and I called. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, they had to tell me to take a screenshot. They're like, well, screenshot because that's how quickly I called. Mm-hmm. I, there was not even a, a second of hesitation. And I'm still friends with all three of these people. That's the sicko <laughs> part. That's the sick part. Because I fucked with people's lives before, and then they're still my friend. And I'm like, you. maybe I'm fucked, but you're more fucked. Oh, hands down. But also, Why like, am I being forgiven? Here's the thing. like, it's It is not the greatest thing in the world to expose a truth like that. But no one should be mad at you because you expose them from cheating. Like that's mm, yeah. Like, why are you being blamed for not committing a crime but telling somebody else? <laughs> like, I'm sorry that like of all the things to to snitch on, cheating. I do time. Doesn't matter which side you're on. If someone is cheating, snitch on them. If the like if the agreement is not in their relationship to have sex with other people, then they should talk to that person. Are you ever worried? Or I guess it's fine if you lose this person, but you know they always say don't get involved in people's love relationships mm-hmm. because then. People will always pick their the person they're fucking over you. Oh yeah, I don't care. You don't care. Oh, if somebody decides that they're who they want to be with is more important than hearing what I think of them, then que sera. Que sera. I'm not gonna like, and I've I've also like I've been wrong too. Like I've been I've like I've judged somebody in a relationship very quickly, and I had to accept that I was wrong, and then I had to become a more nice, kind person to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's like you don't like someone's partner, but eventually, like you, you, you see them together, and you know it's love, and yeah. then you have to just kind of put all your shit behind you. And also, some people do change. Like some people become better people in a relationship, and some like grow up. And I feel like I think that's what kind of occurred. Like that's why I don't have any more current stories because all that shit happened in my twenties. Like now that I'm forty, like I don't feel like drama has arrived to the level that I had when I was younger. Yeah, that's the one frustrating thing about being in a career or something where you hopefully will see people for decades. Like, I don't... I started comedy when I was 21 years old, and there's people that met me and worked with me throughout my <laughs> 20s, and I think it would be unfair to uh, think that I am still that person. Yeah, like, there's... Like, I'm not... S- like, this from the, my first set to now, I'm not anywhere near the same person. And you can definitely... It's a clear... It's a clear sign <laughs> of who... of. Like, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, but yeah, if anytime anybody gets upset about getting caught cheating, I'm like, then don't get caught cheating. <laughs> yeah, I, in a business way, got involved with some people's shit and I stirred the pot so hard. Someone got fired, another friendship ended, everything's wild, but everyone's still just like, <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, but I, I was quote unquote in the right. Because they were doing something that was wrong, but being a tattletale is gross. But I had more loyalty and understanding to this other situation. Look, when it comes to moral compasses, uh, yeah, being a snitch isn't the greatest thing in the world, but adultery is the sin. Being a snitch is not. (laughs) Well, that's the person who was like, you need to tell. You need to tell was like, even if you're in the middle, like... There, there wouldn't be any tattletaling mm-hmm. if the first thing didn't happen. Also, I feel like so many of these situations are people that are very, like, the ones that I know, that they're very open people. Like, you probably would allow, like, the people that got cheated on that I told to, I feel like they would have been the kind of person, but, like, if you just told me you want to have sex with somebody else, I would probably have been fine. It's not fucking about that. <laughs> That's the thing with these people. I had an ex, um, and we lived far apart, so I brought up, let's 
we could be open. Yeah. You're slutty. That's why I like you. So <laughs> there's no reason to play these games. And they were like, no, I want to wait to fuck you. I can't wait. I haven't gone this long ever. It's going to be amazing. Found out they were fucking someone truly the whole time. Yeah. And we were early on. So it would have all been fine. It's like the thing of you're making me think you like me so much while you're fully in a relationship with someone else and getting fucked and fingered in public while calling me and it's like you didn't have to do this but Not they get off on it. They get off No, they on truly it. do. I have I've, one of my best friends who the one my Richard Bain who passed away <laughs> he yeah. was very much like he was in an open relationship and he just could not get in his head like she, like she was having sex with somebody else and like it was just like I, I hated that. I'm like that's what you want to do. You want to fuck other people. That is exactly what you want. Could he not make it happen, or what was? No, he just he was just mad that he he wanted her to stay loyal to him while he went off and slept with other people. Okay. You're like, no, perfect. That is not how this works because that is just cheating. Yeah, so he didn't like the open, but yeah. he, or he wanted just himself to be fucking. Yeah, that still case was like he. That's like, he's like, they don't want the concept of it. Like, they want the sneaking around and lying and maintaining these separate, like, relationships. And you're like, that's. No. Because I, when I think of my future and, like, my perfect love situation, I don't see, like, a polyamorous open thing, but I see something where. Oh my God, I think that person's hot. Like, things are yeah. coming up. Like, would you want to do it together? Can I hook up? Or I'm on the, or do you want to watch? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I have a fantasy of being able to, like, talk about these things with someone I end up with. I hope. Like, I think so too. I personally, um, if I get in a relationship, I, I'm fine with it being open. I'm just not going to have sex with anybody else because I'm, I truly do not want to talk to any more people. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, when they're like, oh, you want to do a group thing? Like, oh, that's just. That's too many penises. Uh, you have fun out there. <laughs> um, you you're no, no groups, but but do you guys talk? You talk during an orgy? Yeah, I haven't done an orgy in so long. Okay. I feel, I was just I hate being the most popular girl in an orgy. It was very unfun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you number one? No, Are you number one on the call sheet of the orgies? Look, when all the penises come in my direction, I'm just like, all right, we're gonna have to take a, <laughs> we're gonna have to get in line. <laughs> Wow, that's like truly my fantasy. Being <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watch gangbangs all the time, porn and like public stuff. Like getting like watching a girl get groped and fucked at a public bar is like everything. Yeah, I, mine, mine is. I'm I'm getting more and more mediocre with my porn selection. It is it is now down to just two people being nice to each other, and then I'm done. <laughs> no. It's maybe to get me going, but if someone's not being viciously humiliated, I can't get off. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. My therapist liked it. I call it the last guy I hooked up with when, you know, on the text, like, what are you into? I I think I've nailed it. Um, I said, I want to be equal parts adored and used. Oh. I want compliments. I want you to be so into me, but then, like, you know, manhandle me. Oh. If anybody manhandled me, I would fight them. <laughs> You're a top. You're a top. No, hardcore. I'm not a top. I don't mind. Like I don't like. I just don't like any so, like any roughness whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm very delicate. Okay. I'm. I want sensual. Sensual. I want to be passionate. It's very gross. I always. Every time I have sex, I'm like, that was stupid. That was a dumb <laughs> thing to do. Why do we do that? <laughs> I don't have it enough. I. But yeah. I just one day if I'm really. I, 
when I'm in a position to like NDA and pay people, I will set up my own <laughs> giant weird thing. I hope that for you. I wish you get the best weird thing you possibly can get. Yeah, with straight and just because sometimes it is like this old body, and you're like, I don't know if I could just suck any random dick. Yeah. See, I feel like I've just experienced so much in my life that I'm just like, just like doing humdrum stuff is my kink. Like being pretty mediocre and boring is now very interesting to me. Vanilla. Yeah, because my life was too entertaining. <laughs> I, I could, and now I'm just like, all right, we've we've already gotten chlamydia twice from an orgy. Let's see. <laughs> Chill on the orgies. All right, let's do one more. Now I'm like fully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully turned on and thinking of my fantasy. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, because I'm on in this new moment. But I did find a recent newborn that I'm like, I've watched like seven times. Like, I can't <laughs> get enough of it. I also, I don't know if it's a feminine versus masculine thing, but when guys say like they jerk off and then they're disgusted by the screen and what they're watching, like I, that doesn't. No, or you open I'm your not, laptop yeah. and you're like, Ugh, I don't feel I'm not. I'm not humiliated by my porn. I no. don't. That's, I don't, like, what I watch is what I watch. And usually, and honestly, I. It's fine. It's fine to like the things you like. For sure, yeah. This well, this one person did come to my house. She asked for everything was fine, but then I asked her to leave. Oh. After twenty minutes. Is that a Solomon move? Yeah. I think like but This that's... is deja vu. Have we talked about this before? <laughs> I don't think we have, but I feel like that's the right thing to do. Is like when you're not interested is to say no. But that was a big moment for me. Like, that's why I, I don't know if I could have done that even a year ago. It's so matter of fact and chilly, but I was like, hey, I'm really not feeling this. It's the most important thing you can do. Yeah, it's peace of mind. Because then she was like, well, if you want to just go out to eat or something. And it was like, no, honestly, I don't. I don't want to do any of it. I know. <laughs> that's a great thing to do. <laughs> it felt good. It felt good. It's the right thing to do. But then she brought a present. And so then after I asked her to leave, she was like, okay, well, I brought you this. And it was like an amazing present. Amazing. Did you get to keep it? Yeah. Well, then I don't know what to... Uh, and then I covered my eyes with my hands and I was like, I'm sorry. This is weird, but thank you. Are you sure you want me to have this? It's like a giant oversized teal t-shirt with seashells and Snoopy and like flowers all oh, over wow. it. It's like every... It's... I love it. Look. But she had to go. Her, you, her shoes g touched my bed. Wow. Shoes on the bed on day one. And I went, why are your shoes on? Like, I like I couldn't even, that I could not communicate effectively. I was like truly flipped out. Like, but. It's, it's really the easiest thing to avoid doing. Being raised in a great immigrant home like we were, are there things Americans or like your new white friends did that you were just like horrify you? Or the way you were raised where you're like, I don't understand how you guys are fucking doing this. Uh, milk drinking, I never understood. Yes. Uh, talking back to your parents. Scott Peterson, um, on Christmas Eve, maybe he did it, maybe he didn't, whatever. He had a piece of pizza with a glass of milk. Oh my, like my guts <laughs> hurt yeah. from just imagining that combination. Yeah. That is such a fucking gut bomb. Mm -hmm. I could never. It's disgusting. Yeah, like guzzling milk is with dinner with a meat. It's sick. It's like it, it shouldn't be near anything savory. It's like it's it, it's there to complement something sweet. Mm hmm. And very or for rare. children. Yeah, for children to grow. Like when I've like every once in a while, like oh, I need peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll make a glass of milk with this. Yeah. And or cereal, but never, never in my life. No. 
as and yeah, talking back to their parents, the way they just casually talk to them like they're equals. I'm like, how do they, how are you getting away with this? I am a brat. <laughs> I'm still not very nice to my parents all the time. I resort back to just like sh- like I'm a teen. Someone who is an enemy of mine when we were friends. She called me a forever teen. <laughs> and I love that. But she would fucking sue me if I used it, I bet. Yeah, well, it's her term. Well, that's another thing that I've learned because some people I want on, the, like, I, when I brought up this concept, people were like, oh, you're going to have this person and this person. I'm like, but they're not grounded in reality. And that's not a fun argument or fight. Like, talking to someone you don't get along with, but you know they're a functional human. Yeah. Is fine, but bringing someone on that I think is a true socio or narcissist or just like wild in reality, like we don't have the same reality, doesn't seem worth it to me. No, no, it's I don't even know if it's entertaining. It's not, I don't think it is. Like, compulsive liar, it's someone that always was like, I never lie, I never lie, and then you step outside of it and you're like, Oh, you were lying to me the whole time and I didn't even see it. You're such a liar, why would we talk about anything? Yeah, I'm always surprised by that. It's like, just say you're a liar. Everyone lies. Everyone lies. Every, like the way people are like, like try to uphold truth. And I'm like, first of all, just like saying you're not a liar is the biggest lie you could possibly tell. Yes. Because everyone does it. I'm a bad liar at times in pressure. Like I think you can tell that I'm lying. If but. I recently did a podcast for you to read a book and I didn't read a book and then I messaged my friend who was on it with me I'm like could you tell she goes absolutely not she goes you <laughs> fucking nailed it and, and I didn't read one perfect. page that's the best thing in the world to do I've yeah. done that I've done that several times where people are like watch a show or redo this thing and I'm like I 100% did not do that and I'm gonna fake my way through this but when I told you about this concept were there any stories or things that you ca- you were like oh I'll for sure talk about this <sighs> Or like people you really hate or select. Like was was there something on your mind or you were just open? About the, the who I hated? Yeah, or just like when I said, hey, it's enemies, can you come on it? I mean, you yeah. seem to just want to be entertained too. You were like, I'll go anywhere, I'll talk whatever, get me out of my house. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, there was somebody, like my enemies are usually that shitty person in the workplace mm-hmm. that was like, I'm like, my enemies are always been bosses. Like I've the meanest I've ever been to anyone is anyone who's ever had authority over me. Well, yeah, because you're also probably smarter and cooler than the people that were. I don't have love authority over you. quitting. I love quitting jobs. I love quitting any job. I love quitting. I love. I love ruin somebody's day because I'm not there. So you're not a two weeks notice person. You're. A, oh, I'm out of here, no. bitch. Oh my god. Never will great. I be. Like I. I want their date. Like I was like. There's. I was. I remember. Like I worked at one Denny's and I was like. So at exactly four twenty, I'm gonna. I quit. And he's like, sure. And it was five minutes later. I walked out and I was smoking weed <laughs> and. Oh, it was like, I remember there was like one boss like, Solomon, you're one step away from me firing you. I'm like, bitch, I'm two steps ahead of you. I fucking quit. And I walked right out. And are you, is there ever a pit in your stomach of, oh no, I'm nervous? Or like, no. okay, I'll get another job. Who cares? Not at all. I, that's for me. It's like, I'd rather, like, I don't, if I don't, if I decide that you're, you think you're above me and that you have some sort of control over my life, cut, done. Like if there's if I don't see that mutual respect out of you where you can, but if anyone that condescends to me that has, did not give birth to me you're over <laughs> so that's like I'm very much like anytime a boss is like try to like get me to the point where like this is the only thing you can, that you can that's taking care of you I'm like bitch I'd rather be homeless than deal with you <laughs> alright there's nothing that I'd rather do than than like just hold myself down and just have you ever bitten your tongue in those situations or have you always felt free enough to be like fuck off I'm out if like it's like if it's like if it's within the requirements of a job 
I will do what's asked of me if it's asked like I'm a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Like if they're like if somebody just snaps at me and tries to tell me what to do, no. It's not getting done. Wow. It'll never get done that way. You'll never anyone who yells at me to get me to do something will not get that from me. Damn, I'm trying to like think back. I had one bully at a hair salon where she would what the fuck were you thinking when you did you know, like very aggressive, but we all kind of put up with it. But I always work with play I don't know if they're doing something illegal, but I always work at a little bit of a shady corporation. Yeah. Or it's always a little under the table, a little sloppy, a little bad. Yeah. Like I can't work at a fully functional place. That's not my personality. I worked at a nice <laughs> restaurant. It was like I was two days. Rib restaurant with tons of coupons. That's where I'm at. Like I could I could I could eat off the buffet. Yeah, for me, like I like I definitely work in like nice like I've like work in fine dining and here's the thing, like most of the time with the shitty boss, the mean boss, usually has no problem with me, never ever bothers me. And so I've been very like like the last few years, I, like I've like I've been near the people that I would like I would snap if they even turned their attention to me. But since they didn't, I, like these people can fully function around me as long as they never try to tell me what to do. Well, now we're in a different place. We're not at restaurants. You're working at like prestigious, great jobs. Yes, you're writing for like Emmy nominated shows. Right, Shrill? No. Uh, well, Emmy nominated actress. Actress. Okay. So she got she got so. So I'll take it. I'll take the whole show deserved it. <laughs> Great shows, though. Yes. Um, would you? Do you think you would quit wildly in any of those? Because you said you don't like take money for integrity. You know, like you have oh, integrity. If, I can assure you uh, that I have, <laughs> I have quit things <laughs> because I'm not in a happy situation. Yeah, Sam. I um, fight with people that I think people would be shocked by. Um, I just got into this world, so I didn't have to do yeah. the basic shit of work. Like. I don't, we are free. Oh yeah, no, I assure you, like because of certain contracts, I can't specifically tell what I've done in the past, but I can assure you that there are a few people in Hollywood that do not care to work with me again. <laughs> and was it them or you, like? It was them. It was. It was 100% them, and I just was like, I'm, and I'm not that girl. And I'll was never it be race that girl. related? It wasn't race related, okay. it was just a very, t- it was a very weird situation, and a lot of, it was a passive aggressive, uh, manipulative situation, and I was just like, this is not, I, like I just don't have that. Like that, my level of like patience has nothing to like. I cannot. If you, if somebody treats me in a way where they're not speaking to me directly, that's far more insulting to me. Yeah. When people try like baby words out of me and just like say one thing or the other, like that's what I'm frustrated. I'm like, I want somebody to speak clearly to me and directly to me, and that's like that's the nicest way to be. To me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're, but if you're like trying to manipulate things out of me, then I'm like, I'm. I'm a car artist. I've been lying my whole life. I have heck, I've hustled so many times. You can't, you can't, you can't trick me into anything. Yeah, and you believe in yourself, so it's like these people um, maybe like are able to act like that because of their perceived power, mm-hmm. but they don't actually have power over you because you are willing to leave. Yeah, and you know your talent and worth. I'm, I'm, but, but at the end of the day, I'm also like, it's one of those things. I know how to be poor. Mm-hmm. I know how to be poor with I, with artistry. <laughs> so at any point in time in my head, I'm like. If anything happens that you don't like, and this is not going to make you feel fulfilled, you know that you can just easily leave and walk away. And that's the way I always want it to be. Has anyone ever come at you in a way that you go, oh, I respect you now? Oh, yeah. 
I love when people shit talk me. Okay. There are people who like like that's like some of my like Marcella Marcella Arguello is one of my favorite human beings in the world, and she's shit talked me the house down, and I love it every time. <laughs> yeah, there was one thing during the pandemic she tweeted that I took personal. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Oh, none of you have ever cut your own hair or done your own nails, you rich spoiled pieces of shit." <laughs> and I was like, "Listen, I do. I've I haven't done my own toes in decades. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I've gotten pedicures since I was in high school, but then a part of me was like." I was an immigrant like I was on food stamps <laughs> I've been I've been poor and I but you know it had nothing to do with me and it but it was a baby thing but I was sad not to get pedicures <laughs> yeah I was I was on her side on that one. I know I just especially the amount of men that were walking around with some buck wild hair hairdos I'm like what is going on the easiest thing you can learn to do is a bus cut <laughs> I don't I just respect my hair salon girls so much. Oh no, like I like cutting your own hair is a possibility, but you have longer hair. Like yeah. there's some men out there that were like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the new beards. I hate an unkempt beard. A lot. Unkempt beard, unkempt hair, and like at least like have some sort of condition like separate your shampoo and your conditioner so you can have some sort of fucking body in your hair instead of these greasy fucking thing that they that they just well, throw around. Well, the reason I brought up the race stuff in shows is like sometimes you'll I've the things that are wild when it's like a super brown or black show and mm-hmm. then a showrunner is white. Yeah. And their understanding of things don't make I don't get why I don't get it. It it bothers me. I don't it's, understand. Well, there's always some underlying race issue when it comes to these circumstances because most of my bosses have been white. So it's like I can't they're not fully not there. Yeah. But they're not to the point where it's not what the standard I'm used to in the world. So it's not it's not like it's a, it's a level of racism that I've come to accept with my ongoing existence amongst uh, amongst white bosses. Yeah. So that's why I don't like. For me, it's like that will always be there, but it's not to the point of why I felt like they will never be the reason why I'm upset. Yeah. The reason why I'm upset is if it's there and. There and it's and this other issue. <laughs> you know how you respect your mom, mm-hmm. scared of her a little, raised yeah. you. Is she like like is the rest of the world terrified of her as well? I think so, because <laughs> <laughs> she is she is abrupt. She is like she's very nice uh, to a lot of people. Like she's like a lot of people like have nothing but good things to say about her. But there are people like who deal with her on a regular basis that are like, oh, she's back here. <laughs> I feel bad for the neighborhood because of my dad. Whenever I meet a Walgreens person, a nurse that is doctors, anyone, I always go, thank you so much. When he says he has a friend, I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, no, my mom, like, if if, if she's in a hospital or doctor situation, she's not going to be nice to anyone. And it's, I feel bad for anyone involved with giving my mom health advice. Yeah, after my dad got up from heart surgery, they needed five doctors and nurses to hold him down. Oh, wow. And it happens, I guess, with anesthesia awake in that age. But it was, I, I was trying, I'm like, do we send them fruits and flowers? Like, what do we do? Our dad is... Yeah, I think that's essentially all you can do is like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But they, I feel like they, they're at least the most used to that kind of... But yeah, no, I feel like my brother goes to my, with my mom every once in a while to the doctor and he always like <laughs> does the thing of like apologizing to people. Yeah, I wonder what it... Yeah, but also my dad's never nice to me and then I took him to the doctor's office and everyone was like... It's you. We've heard so much about you. And I'm like, well, never to my face. Not one fucking compliment. Did you get complimented a lot? 
Now I do, but no. now they give my mom money all the time. <laughs> so yeah, family is very proud of your accomplishments. Yeah. Now, now it's great because there, there's a, there's a check. Were they <laughs> yeah. judgy for a long time? Of course, because it means like it means nothing to them because it doesn't make sense. That's what I always say in business meetings or meetings when you're pitching shit and then the network or whatever they're like complimenting you. My like, compliments mean nothing without money. I honestly don't care what you yeah. think. Give me money, or don't. I don't care if you liked it or not. It's like it's like I'm glad to get compliments. I'm glad that I'm here, but I'm here to also get paid. And if there's no money getting involved, then what do we do? They really loved your tape, did they? Because I don't have money. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't love it enough for me. All right. Maybe. Yeah. What? Say it. No, no. I, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm agreeing. It's 100 percent true. So, yeah. It's just like well, if we're in a business moment. But I wish I had. I would. I would sell my integrity, I think, though. I would sell certain aspects of my integrity. Yeah. I would like, if it's like a fucking dog food commercial for it, where I have to, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. But it depends. Like, if it's like, if it's something that I have to do long term and something that I have to do with somebody I don't, if it's something involving somebody I don't like, mm -hmm. that's very hard for me to do. If it's something that's like considered selling a sailout, Easily will do that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sell out any time of the week as long as I don't have to deal with a person I don't like. Okay, so you don't like being around um, like people that suck your energy. Or like yeah, that you people don't like. like the people that are terrible people that I definitely know make the world a worse place. I just rather never experience them. <laughs> that's beautiful. So like that, that's why it's always like work wise. I will always go that route. Like, but if it's like like career wise, there's so many. That's so much shit I would sell out for. <laughs> yeah, very Kim Cattrall. You don't want to be miserable yeah. for one second. Exactly. But you'll sell a weird product easily. Like we, easily. like I won't. I told them for this pod. Hopefully, we'll get advertisers one day. But I said no Christian stuff, no guns, no tummy teas, no for profit college. Yeah, but that's I think the same situation. These are people you don't like. Yeah. More along the lines of companies. It's like the companies can be anything, but these are associated with people that are terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but like if you sold a show and Amazon bought it, you would make a show with Amazon? No, I hate you Jeff wouldn't. Bezos so fucking much. Okay. I want to beat him up. <laughs> what if it's the only offer you got? Then I guess I don't got to be you on it. You wouldn't do the show? No. Beautiful. But I'm also I'm literally working for Disney, so what am I... <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> but I just hate Jeff Bezos directly. Directly, yeah. But you might get an, unlim an unlimited budget. Yeah. That's what the Mazels got. They got an unlimited check. <sighs> to make their dream show. Still, no, that's the best they did with an unlimited check? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you gave me an unlimited check, you would... The Ms. wardrobe Maisel, is good, though. Miss Maisel would beautiful. be in space yeah. on episode two if I... If I <laughs> Very, did you watch the latest Fast and Furious? Oh, no, not yet. They took a Pontiac to outer space. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, Tyrese and Ludacris are like in a fucking Pontiac in outer space. All right, I gotta I watch like, this. Yes! <laughs> That's a pet peeve of mine. I hate when people... Uh, are, was it good? Who cares? No. I didn't... I want... I, not everything has to be the best. Oh, no. I, I watched the most recent Matrix and loved it. I watched the most recent... Uh, Scream and loved it. Oh, I have to. I want to see that. So it's bad. so good. It's so fun. It's just it, that one's just fun. Yeah, some things are fun, or some shows are like I won't recommend everyone, but like I wanted to watch it. I watched it, and it's fine. And I it doesn't need to be Breaking Bad. It yeah. doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like there's there been like yeah. Did it, did I have to watch every episode of Moms? No. <laughs> did I enjoy myself? Yes. <laughs> Is that with uh, Ferris and yeah. Danny? That's cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. And like and I feel like that's the kind of stuff that people would like, why are you watching this? I'm like, I don't know. Do you remember Allison Janney and Juno when she like talked down to the 
preg what is it pregnancy ultrasound tech yes like that's inspiring like I love that so like a part <laughs> of me that loves justice just like wants to like shut people down that are treating people not right that's the best thing in the world yeah is to call people out to call especially like if that, that's somebody being shitty to a uh, service rep or like customer like I can't not participate I'm like I can't just be like I'm I've ca- I've called people like like I've seen like somebody was like being rude to uh, McDonald's uh, person once a few years back and I was immediately just was like you can't talk to them like that <laughs> I was like you need to be nice to them and they're like and I just could not <laughs> like I just like cause it was like this poor like 17 year old kid I'm like what do you want from them? What do you want? What from do you them? want from them? They will get you your stuff. Wait. Or I apologize while I'm being a bitch. Like the whole time I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, but I am very frustrated right now and I don't know what you want from me. But like, <laughs> I don't. So that's kind of shitty. I'm not changing the behavior, but I'm when I'm in it, I'm just like, I'm so I cannot be fucking nice to you right now. Yeah. Or I call and apologize. Like one bagel place I did have to call and be like, I'm so sorry. I was hungry. And he's like, we don't care. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> hunger, hunger does that <laughs> to so many people. <laughs> but yeah, I. But it was like. But sometimes it's like. But he. That, that person was just being mean immediately. Yeah, like you don't get to ruin someone's day. Fuck off. Stop yelling. Like, it's like they just want to be mean to. Say, they wanted. They had a terrible day. And it's like hurt. It's a whole like hurt people, hurt people, and like. And I'm trying like. And some people are like trying to be like um, nice about that. I'm like no. Yes, hurt people hurt people, but hurt that fucking person back because that's certain. That's not how you should do life. <laughs> no. And if somebody hurt me, I will never touch another person with it. I I cried at a Sephora recently, a few months ago, and the woman was really nice to me. Oh. She could tell that I just needed my Nars tinted moisturizer. See, that's the thing. <laughs> it's more important to show that um, the sadness that you have. Like, sh- it's better to show your hurt than it is to show the anger from your hurt. Yeah. Which is like, that's I think is the most commendable Why thing. are we so scared to be vulnerable, sad, but so fine being mad and angry? Because mad looks cool. Mad looks like you're in charge. Mad. mad makes you look like, people think anger is control, and it's like, it's not control. Being calm and receptive is control. Yeah, that's <laughs> taken a long time, but being calm is so awesome. Oh yeah. The, the part where you're like, where you accept everything around you, that is the f- true control like b- anger and frustration like people think because it's it's anything that can manipulate other people mm. to feel something that is not control <laughs> you, because it's not like there's because there's ways to get people to to do what you want without being a piece of shit <laughs> yeah you could truly just ask someone here's the thing if you ask me nicely you probably can get a lot of stuff out of me <laughs> Yeah, one time someone was like, oh, you didn't invite me to that. I'm like, truly, you could have come and I would have hugged you. And it was obviously yeah. like my bad. But like, what? Yeah, that's things like my invite list isn't based on like who I'm holding out. <laughs> yeah. It's based on who I can remember. Yes. <laughs> that's how I'm, my whole stand up set by the end. I'm like, people, some people have closers. I have. Yeah. This is what I didn't do yet. <laughs> All right. This is from a youth. This is from a young Ooh. person. So this might be nice. So I having I need advice. I'm having drama with this girl named uh, Val in my grade. Uh, she posts about me online, and all the friends that she talks to, that she talks garbage about, stand up for her when I try and tell her to get that stuff off her profile because something's uneven true. And I need advice for her to actually listen and stop doing it because she's called me names for my race. 
and other things that made me more insecure about myself. Hmm. Sweet angel. I mean, this is not a like a silly like fuck you take this is like real i would go to a um a counselor someone at your school and have a mediator conflict professional sit down with the two of you in school where she can't lie yell gaslight be worse like there's an adult there to mediate Mm -hmm. or you can take my crazy advice which is create multiple yes uh (laughs) alts on twitter and come for her. <laughs> come for her. Yes. Give her a taste of her own medicine, especially if she's being racist. I don't give a fuck about this bitch now. Throw her in the well. <laughs> yeah. It's it, like, you got to teach people a lesson. And the best way to teach them a lesson is to give them a taste of their own medicine. Create as many accounts as you can. Air out, some, air out all your grievances. Come for them. <laughs> come for them. Humiliate them. Pig's blood in their fucking locker. As insecure as they make you feel, I assure you, they feel twice as insecure. And you can definitely beat them to a breaking point. <laughs> it is wild that... One statement that one person said to me in junior high has like changed the course of my life. It is weird. Yeah. These like one, like I wonder if these people even remember that they said these things to me or to these people. And like one thing about my face or something, and I'm done. I've been done for decades mm-hmm. thinking about this one 13 year old boy. It's like fucked up. I think the 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 real good advice, the advice that I think is best for the situation, is you have to ignore this person. That's the thing. Is like I feel like there's no like they can do a mediator. They can talk to parents. Like talk to like tell adults about what's going on. But in the, the day, this person like this person is really gonna be insignificant to you eventually. You're gonna be out of high school. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna work somewhere else. You're gonna meet hundreds of other people. This person will fall into the background, and they will have whatever power they have in your life right now. It's not forever. It's not long lasting. It's very temporary. And I think that's the thing is with high school, you, it doesn't feel temporary when you're in it. Yeah, no. But it is. It's very temporary. This person has no power over your life over than, than this tiny microcosm of high school. Yeah, and with the internet on top of it, like it isn't real. And I have to remind myself yeah. that all the time. I once in a while will fight back with someone or a comment will slip and I'll be affected by it. But you really have to remember the internet's not real. And yeah. it's probably hard for someone that age to see that. Yeah, I see I understand it too. Like I've like I've had a lot of people be racist to me online. And that's and end of the day it's like that person that how shitty how boring is their fucking life that I'm that important to them because that's that's what's going on this person sees something happy about you that they want to hurt and that's just so that they're so whatever they decided to take out on you fuck them there there's no like the best thing you can do is make sure that that doesn't affect you because that's essentially what they want is you to feel as bad as they do yeah, or maybe like little comments like, ugh, you're so annoying. Mm-hmm. You're obsessed. Leave me alone. Yeah. Don't you have anything better to do? Just like little deflections, even if you feel scared and like yeah. not happy on the and inside. Clearly, if her friends are defending her, fuck her friends too. You don't yeah. need them. You don't need these. You don't need any of these people in your life. You can literally. Also, if you want to change classes, do it. You don't have to associate with anyone in high school after high school. So you don't see while you're there, you don't have to be. You don't have to be nice to them. You don't have to be nice to anyone. There was definitely a semester where I ate lunch alone in the library or the college resource center. Look, being alone is not appreciated enough when we're young. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you right now, there's gonna be too many people in your life. Whatever alone time you can get right now, enjoy it. <laughs> and also, just delete your like. Don't even like block her. 
block her. Block her. Mute her. You don't. Like, Muting is better because they still are doing it and wasting their time, and you don't. You're not a part of it. Should be avoided. That's the whole thing. If you're, your willingness to participate in this game is going to effectively hurt you more. Yeah. And it's it's just a temporary shitty situation, and it's not worth your time. You're better than her. You're already better than her. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, that's the better person isn't the person trying to stir shit at a, for no reason. Yeah, you gave really good advice, and you can. There's a variety. You can come for her or block her. Yeah. Or have a professional intervention, but now that seems like a loser advice to all the others. I, like if you can do it, but I just I feel like every time I've done like. Like I feel like it's better to the benefit. The best benefit in the world is trying to better yourself without having to drag this fucking bitch along with you. <laughs> like, That's the name like, of the episode. Get the better life. Be spiteful. Get a better life. Get a better career. Everything you do, just make sure it's better than hers in the future, and it will be because you're the better person. Yeah, it is really cool to see all of us. I don't. Do you know anyone from high school? Because now I'm thinking I want to invite some of my high school, yeah. like some of the girls that really were not nice to me. And I want to be like, where are, is your life? Because a part of me knows that it's really sad. Because <laughs> once you know where tra- like that trauma leads to these weird behaviors and stuff, it's like more sad to people or for people. Yeah, like I feel like the people that I know that were nice, good teenagers were turned out to be nice, good adults. And like, I, like there's some people I still know from high school, but I'm like, I didn't even go to my reunions. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. There's so. no way I'm going to my reunions. Why would I ever? No. That's the most pointless thing in the world to do. Come to my show, buy a ticket. I didn't even walk for graduation. I don't that's how little I cared. I have to do it for my parents. Your mom wasn't mad. I didn't care, but my mom <laughs> Oh, I had to walk. I do yeah, I no, had to I was do that. I was sort of at the time and I don't regret it now, was just like I just was very like I don't wanna follow the rules and I wanna be gay and Live out, live away from all these people. Did you come out young or old? Eighteen, so I was. Oh, I was nice. pretty. I was young for the era. Did you hook up in high school though? No. Okay. No, no. I was a virgin till I was nineteen. Okay. I came out a year before having sex, which is um sad. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody like people are like, yeah. I just hooked up with guys in high school. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I did nothing. <laughs> I only sucked one dick in high school. That's all I got. And then I lost my virginity. And then that was the, all the action I got. Yeah, I, I wish I wish that for me. <laughs> Here's the thing: the best way to get character in this world is have um have have some strife in your history. And this is end of the day, you'll get to walk away from this, uh, and, and you'll get to be an adult, and you'll get to talk shit about her in any format you want to, and it's gonna be fun. It's worth it. One of the crazies that I mentioned earlier, we now interact, but once in a while, I'll be like, "So you still have me blocked?" And I'm like, "Yeah," yeah. and it'll never change. Yeah, I never want you to have any insight into yeah. what my life is. It's like live your life. Like that's the thing is when people are like that exists and they cutting them off will destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they just de- fully ignoring them will bother them forever. <laughs> yeah, because Ursula needs to collect all the souls. She can't have you swimming mm-hmm. away happy. Yeah, if you are if you're out there just doing your own thing and fully ignoring her, it will. Truly, <laughs> yeah. Cry later if yeah. you need to, but hopefully yeah. the power of ignoring will make you feel so amazing. Yeah, that's that's where that's probably that's also what I did. That's where my confidence comes from. Was these people that were shitty to me? I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just go be happy over here, and not let you like you could say the thing you want to say over there. Yeah, Bobby over here, chewing bubble gum, talking shit. So we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be living our own two lives. Are you friends with anyone still from high school? 
Um, I'm friends with like like sort of friends with one person, but I don't. Yeah, I think I my my life has now just been invaded by uh, comedy. L.A. comedy. There's L.A. people and comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Same. And a lot of homosexuals. Yeah, that is fun. I did one show with Joel Kim Booster and like nine gay men came too. And I was mm-hmm. like, you have this many friends? And then they were all going out later. And I was like, this yeah. is, I'm jealous. I, I don't have that. I don't have that part. I'm I, jealous. I, I, like, none of my gay friends will show up to a show of mine. <laughs> that, you will, don't expect that from me. That's Joel's. That's <laughs> Joel has that power. Uh, I don't have abs to pull that <laughs> Do you need abs in the gay community to uh, sway people to come to your no, shows and I, I, I don't think so. I, I think Joel's just more charismatic than I am. To, <laughs> No, but he definitely does more orgies. Um, I think like he probably I don't know probably more now than I used to. I used to definitely do a lot more. Yeah, but it's been a long time. Is there ever someone in the orgy where like don't you dare touch me, or you're so into it that it's fine? No, if I don't want somebody to touch me, then they don't get to touch me. Okay, and I'm very I've, that's I, good. Yeah, I'm, you don't. <laughs> I have a great I have a great don't touch me face. Okay, amazing. All right, well, let's do one more voicemail. So my enemy right now is my grandma. Um, I have a brother and a cousin who are both trans, and she just refuses to acknowledge them as people now that they've come out to the family. And I am the oldest sibling. I'm also the oldest grandchild. So I feel like it's my job to really support um, my sibling and (laughs) also my cousin. And my mom has been like, well, you know, just give her time, give her time. But she's had years and it's not getting better. And it makes family gatherings difficult. And while I love my grandma, I'm so frustrated that I don't feel like backed up by my family and that these are important things that we should be talking about and we should be asking for respect for our family members from the matriarch of our family. Um, I would be really interested to see if you have any advice or if one of your experts has advice. Mm. Thanks. Love the pod. Can't wait to hear more. Bye. Yeah, that one's well, because that one I'm familiar with. <laughs> well, not okay. transphobia specifically, but homophobia. But like, I'm like I'm I I cut people off. That's like that's essentially what I do. Is like if you don't respect me, then I can't allow you to be here. <laughs> yeah, like you can't participate in my life if you're not going to respect. Is, are, but would you ever try? Or it's like once. Like, yeah, begging someone to accept you as a human is tough, but did you ever, was there a period where you tried to get acceptance or was it an immediate cut Yeah, off? but it was my whole childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and like, and once, like, and once you get to the point where you're finally able to come out and the difficulty of that, and, but it's tough to say what the issue is, especially since this is coming from the person who's not, like, is dealing with it, but uh, outside of the other two. The actual, uh, the actual victims of the transphobia. It's tough because it's good that this person wants to defend them, uh, and they should. We need fighters in our ring, and it's it's beneficial that she can go and like, hey, this has to be this way, or you can't come. <laughs> but the ma, everyone else wants the matriarch there, and it's like, do, does she try to sway her family into all ditching the grandma? Probably that probably won't be possible. They can just do two two, two, two different events. Yeah. Like if you guys like whoever wants to go see grandma, go see grandma, and I think that's the way you have to do that. If it's to the point where their sibling and their and their cousin feels like this is just too disrespectful and we shouldn't have to endure this, they deserve 
like then they cut her off. Whoever doesn't want to be involved with transphobia should have an event that's theirs for the family. And then whoever wants to go with grandma can go with grandma. Yeah. Because that's the, she's she's the one that drew the division in the line mm-hmm. by deciding to be a shitty person. So therefore, the family gets divided because of that. Yeah, and hopefully the people in your family choose to be with the people that are being victimized. Yeah, That's actually, I'm dealing with that right now because I have uh, one enemy that refuses to be anywhere where I am and has made that line. And then I have people trying to reason with me to mend something. And it's like, well, I'm not making that hard line. That person is. Yeah. Um, so if they refuse, that has nothing to do with me. They should be they should be getting kicked out. Yeah. You know? So if your grandma refuses to acknowledge your humanity, she can get cut out. Yeah. And if, everybody, if people want to go hang out with her, they can go hang out with her. And then the other chiller way, but it's harder when you're being, like, disrespected in this highway, but it's like, um, sometimes you got to change your expectations of mm-hmm. that person. Like, they will never be better. Yeah. So that's who your grandma is. Can you deal with that? Or is the disrespect yeah. too much? In a day, like, my parents are still homophobic. They are. That's the way they're going to be forever. I, but that's, but I, I, that's why they only get a certain limited amount of me. And they don't get me to full capacity of my humanity. They don't. Get, but they, that also means they don't get my full time. Mm-hmm. They can only. They're only allowed to have so much information from me. Yeah. So I guess like stay in your, like, stay in your guns. What is it? Stick to your shoes. Yes. Yeah, stick your. Uh, <laughs> stand your ground. No. <laughs> Yeah, and you're fine, and you can be fine with it. What if in time she deals with it? Like, have in, anyone ever come back and been like, I've been wrong? Yeah, well, in the, the end of the day, it's not about them being wrong. It's just you have to call these people out every time. Yeah. It's that's the end of the day. Like, like even if they never change their mind, they should never forget that what they're doing sucks. They should never get be allowed to enjoy a moment. Like, if they're, if they're in ruining somebody else's peace, their peace should be ruined, too. I really like that. Maybe <laughs> it's honestly just like if they're fucking with your piece, you get to fuck with their piece. Exactly. And also, I do love that your green tracksuit. You look like you're in a <laughs> Sprite commercial. Just having a good time. It's so good. Thank you so much. Any um, lasting enemy thoughts before we leave? But I think you really helped and you are an expert. Look, spite is a superpower. Use it for your benefit uh, and... Make it make it your drive to become successful in life. And sometimes people say like spite and shit it feeds you up inside, and like it it tortures you more. But you found a way to be spiteful and relaxed and not torture. Oh yeah, the trick like spite is the reason I've written my writing samples that have gotten me the work that I've gone to. Spite is the reason like got me to start doing stand up. Like spite has gotten me to come out. Like I might not even be gay. I might just <laughs> I might just be my parents are homophobic and I'm just spiteful. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. That's a good that's a good show idea. <laughs> you should write that. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Thank you. I hope you loved it. I hope you were inspired with the calls. I hope you liked our advice. I hope you liked our chitting and chatting. Um, It was really fun. And I love the variety of my show. I think it's like a cool idea where you never know what you're going to get. Do you? Um, Or maybe you do. But what an angel. So really excited about today. Do I have to do a full fucking outro every time? You guys, you want too much. 
And don't forget to fucking call, you guys. Honestly, stop making me be so desperate. 323-677-1943. Oh, I also had like kind of a Tinder moment where I was texting with someone. I did I, I did like our banter. But to me, it's like, ask me out or try to get me to fuck or like, what do you want? And so I straight up asked and I was just like, so what do you want? And I was like, hey, um, what I'm into is I need you to like pick some times and dates in a place and take me out. Or if you want to just hook up, like turn me on. But aimless texting is not going to work for me. And his response was, well, you were out of town. And I was like, "Okay, well, go fuck yourself. Okay, okay, Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Listen through to the credits so you could see all the amazing people who have done the show. Enemies is a headgum podcast. Trish Hadley is our executive producer, engineer, and editor. Katie Moose is our supervising producer from Headgum. Me, Lisa Traeger, I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You're incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram at either at GlitterCheese or at EnemiesPodcast. Tell us about your own enemies by emailing EnemiesThePodcast at gmail.com or calling 323-677-1943. That was a HeadGum Podcast.